Hello, hello, lovely people. Happy whatever day of the week you are listening to this. Um, Actually, I will say this is going to be an episode probably that not only are you going to want to re-listen to, um, but you're probably going to want to share it. So if someone shared this with you, thank them. Um, So before we dive into it today, I will say, in case you missed it, that this episode is inspired based off of our new brand new website, So if you haven't checked out already, you can just go to timehackers.xyz and have a look. You will see our full rebrand has happened. Obviously, this is the first episode you're ever listening to from this podcast. You are wondering what the old brand was, but we're all about Time Hackers now. Um, We renamed the company Time Hackers. We have a LinkedIn page. Time Hackers that we've recently launched, and we now have the website timehackers.xyz. So really excited about that. And actually part of rebuilding that website, one of the things that me and my team did was get really clear on our values and and communicate them for the first time on the website, which is really exciting. So you can go to the website and you can can click and you can see our values and read all about them. Um, So we decided the values actually in a meeting we communicated them and got very clear on them. And then my team actually went away and created some uh, written words around each of them. Now, what was interesting was um, time equity, right? So equity is a value of ours as a company, is a value of mine personally. And the content that was written around this was we believe that, you know, work and uh, around time and resources around time and rest should be available for all. And that is absolutely true. But what's interesting is that's not what I intended when I really spoke about equity and and in particular around time equity. So just to backtrack a little bit, I always like to start with a definition. And so I think we'll start by defining equity. Listen, some of you are listening and you know very much about it. And some of you maybe have read about it or heard about DEI and you're like, I kind of get it. Um, But we're just going to start with the basics here. I always think it's so good to let yourself be a beginner at something, even when you are not. And for those of you that are, then welcome, this is absolutely for you. Um, So simply put, the definition of equity is the quality of being fair and impartial. That's like a very basic definition, but how I like to think of it is, we actually have a DEI consultant we've been working with, and there's there's a visual that she shared with us that just stuck with me so much. Um, which is three kids looking over the fence of a baseball game. Now, some of you may know this visual. Some of you may be trying to visualize it in your head or even wondering what's baseball, because that probably would have been me. Um, But there's three kids and there's a fence and they want to look over the fence to see the baseball game. Now, if we believe in equality, then what we do is we give each of the kids the same size box. Now, what happens is one of those kids is small like me and giving them like a two inch box or a five inch box, let's say we give everyone a five inch box. But if you're five foot two and the 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 wall is six foot, then having a five inch box doesn't actually help you see anything. Whereas the person that's five, five gets to see and the person that's already six, one could already see. So their box is kind of redundant. And this is what we can see happening, right? We see that equality sets the foundation of just creating this even playing field. The difference with equity is equity intentionally levels out the playing field by identifying the differences and responding to them so that they can so that we can ensure that everyone actually has what they need to achieve success. So if we go back 
to the baseball game being five foot two if the wall is six foot then I would need 10 inches I think I would need a foot let's say to get comfortable because you know I don't want to just be looking over with my forehead I want my eyes to be able to see the baseball game so I would need a foot and the person that's six foot might not need anything or might need just two inches and the person in the middle seven inches so you can see the difference is not giving everyone the same but it's giving everyone what they need in order to achieve or in that case see the baseball game So for me, equity, and in particular time equity, isn't just about the resources that we give people. It's about our interaction with time, right? Our interaction with time as it currently stands, particularly around work, that's how I will um, be using this today, majority, but it can apply to other areas. Our interaction with time has been built literally excluding um, genders, excluding races, excluding people that are neurodiverse, excluding people from different cultures and backgrounds and with different creativity and all in different industries. So we believe at Time Hackers Limited, the core belief is that our interaction with time has to become more equitable, not just to benefit the individuals that were previously ignored, that have been struggling to succeed in a world that has not been identifying their differences or supporting them through it because actually if their differences are identified, they've been, you know, seen as a weakness. For example, if you have ADD or ADHD, um, you are a working parent, if you are a carer or caregiver. So to me, what we want to be doing is creating or bringing equity into time. This is gonna be what conquers the one size fits all mass marketization of time that's left so many people coming to my program and coming to my work thinking there's something wrong with me because I can't follow a plan or complete my to-do list or get 25 things done in a day. And maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but can you see what we're saying here, right? The idea that we should all be able to fit ourselves into the 40 hour equal work week or the Monday to Friday equal work week, the nine to six equal work week. It seems fair because it's equal, but it's not because it's not equitable and certain people are just excluded. And this is why we see so many, I think it's working mums that don't come back to work literally after they have kids because it's not currently built for them. Um, Even the whole language of part-time versus full-time work versus it's just work, like the hours don't matter. Obviously that's in line with what we speak about here at Time Hackers, right? We're about results. So really to go back and repeat, what we're saying is viewing everyone equally actually leaves some people at a disadvantage. And when you leave certain people at a disadvantage, those people lose out, but so do you as an organization. So do you as a team. So do we as a community. So do we as a, as a world. I often think about how many people are not in, included um, in our current work structures that could add so much value to solve the big issues that we're facing in the world right now, whether it's like climate change, for example, just thinking about the brilliant, the brilliant brains that are not on the table, that are not part of the conversation, the resources that are being wasted because we've not built equitable um, time equity and equitable workspaces. So if you want to create time equity, I'm going to talk with you about some things that you can do to do so. Um, This is the part where you might want to re-listen. If you are listening in the car, you might want to re-listen again later and take some notes. Um, 
And of course, if this is work that you want to delve further in, whether you are an individual or an organization or a team or charity or anything, um, then you can just get in touch with us. This is what we will help you do. So if you want to create time equity, here is how. So the first thing is you want to inform yourself on the concept of equity and time equity. And well done, everyone. That is exactly what you are doing by listening here. Right. Time equity very simply is referring to the fair treatment for all based around time while looking to identify and eliminate the the inequities and the barriers that stop people from uh, being able to achieve what they want to achieve. Right. And remember, other people achieving is what's best for everyone. Like the individual achieving helps the community achieve, helps the team achieve, helps the organization achieve all the good stuff. So that's very simply what it is. The second thing that we want to think about is how would time equity show up for you? How would it show up for your team? How would it show up for your organization? So you want to be specific here. What do you want to consider? Do you want to consider neurodiversity and the different brains that are operating in your organization? Or if it's just you, the different ways that that you interact with your brain, maybe your different hormone cycle, whatever it might be. Um, the second thing that you might want to consider are the different types of people, right? I always say this, like the person who applies for a job in sales is different to the person that applies for a job in operations. Like our brains are different. Our desires are different. Our skill sets are different. We want to be inclusive of that, right? Um, of course, parents, working dads, working mums. Is that something that you want to be considering in your team, in your hiring? How big is your team? Um, and of course, if you're an individual, being mindful of that for you too. Again, with being a carer, we want to consider different genders and our different cycles. Do we want to consider different races and cultures and what what's you know what what we're coming or bringing to the table? Um, our differences, I think, you know, are often positioned as a weakness when they're actually a strength. Um, And we just have to start seeing them that way. But the very first thing we have to do is really get clear in how would time equity show up for me? What are the considerations that we need to be having here? The next step is, of course, I mean, well, not the next step, actually. This isn't all the steps because I like these podcast episodes short. But another step to consider that's very important, especially for organizations, is creating equitable steps to leadership that don't discriminate based on time availability. For example, you know, criticizing or slowing down dads or mums that take paternity or maternity leave and then not putting them forward for promotions. Actually, one of my friends works at a law firm and she was promoted while on maternity leave. It was such an amazing thing to hear because unfortunately I've heard so many of the opposite Um, and she's been at the company 10 years and she adores them and they adore her and it's just such a powerful example of what's possible. Um, So are you basically another thing that you could be doing sorry is adopting an experience-based promotion model that leaves people that have had to step out of work maybe for health conditions for sickness um for personal family situations that's leaving them at a disadvantage that has nothing actually to do with their abilities um just to do with their life their life circumstances right life can happen to all of us so just that's another thing to consider how can you create equitable steps to leadership that don't discriminate based off of time 
The next example or the next thing to consider and start implementing is work conditions. What are the work conditions? Would they support someone with ADD or ADHD? How might they engage with the work conditions that you have? How could they maybe feel more supported? You could even poll your teams, your organization, and even yourself if this is just you, if you're a solopreneur, um, and think about what are the work conditions and how are they supportive of you? How are they not supportive of you? How could they be more supportive? This is going to be a very powerful exercise to do with your teams. Again, if you work with larger people, we can help you create that survey and send it out to them as well. And of course, so there's three more. <laughs> and you get to, of course, just pick one and start there. You already are well done informing yourself on time equity just by listening to this podcast. So the next big one comes in terms of recruiting, hiring, onboarding, and just thinking about what's the language that you are using when you are hiring and onboarding. A lot of jobs will say full-time, like what does that mean? And who is that ignoring? Are you limiting your pool based off of time availability, based off of life status? I've actually, to flip the legal example over, I've been told before that companies avoid hiring married women of certain ages because they are sure that they'll be on the path to pregnancy soon. Um, So that's obviously disgusting behavior. (laughs) Um, I've had several friends completely panic about getting pregnant when they started a new job recently. So what if we stopped seeing this as an obstacle and started creating solutions for it that benefited everyone? Because I I totally get that for the larger organizations I mean I've been hired I think my first job was actually in TV in Australia I was covering a maternity leave so maybe there are organizations that already have solutions to this and maybe there are some smaller ones that feel overwhelmed by the idea of this and just because you feel overwhelmed by the idea of it doesn't mean there are not solutions even for me when I was on maternity leave I was a solopreneur at that point I had a VA And we made different decisions that allowed my business to continue to run and be profitable when I was not here, when I was on maternity leave. So there are solutions. But if we constantly think about the problem and we constantly sit in the fear, we are never going to find them. And the solutions, by the way, can create even better results. You guys know now that we train Time Hacker coaches. Well, the original idea for Time Hacker coaches came from me needing coaches when I was on maternity leave. And now we've we're graduating coaches it's allowed us to offer the one-to-one program and go into companies and support them more with one-to-one coaching like the benefits have been huge and they're still compounding and what if organizations saw it that way that that, that actually the obstacles that we see in front of us when we when we commit to solve them we create solutions that benefit everyone um another big one is to communicate your intentions I do I'm so glad that we're doing this now and also if I not that I live by regrets but I probably could have done this sooner um I wish I had committed to them publicly being committed to time equity this is also going to help you attract hire and retain the people that are in line with your values and not just the employees and the teams, but also I think the clients, right? Some of you listening to this now are going to be thinking like, yes, I'm on board with what Vicky's saying. I want to do this work. I want to work with her because she cares about this, because she's thinking about this differently, because she's offering trainings on this, because I see how this matters and I want to bring this to myself or my organization. Um, I also think when you communicate it, what you are doing is opening yourself up to attract more high, high, highly qualified people who are so 
foolishly ignored by so many great companies and, you know, exiled into your unfit to work or your unavailable to work because you can't work how we work. There are so many brilliant people that are looking for you to hire them and they are way overqualified and it's just such an amazing resource when we are willing to tap into it and I shouldn't say overqualified they are very highly qualified brilliant people that you could work with and work alongside and hire recruit and so on um and the last point I'm going to make is if you have a DEI team and I've been working with DEI teams a lot of them are pulling us in to to talk about obviously time equity and time culture, Um, you just want to ensure that they are educated and informed of time equity, right? So as I mentioned, we train individuals, we train teams, we train companies on this exact topic. So you can get in touch with us to bring us in to train your team or to request to join a wider training if you're a solopreneur or a small team and really start thinking about how can you support your people? How can you support your teams so that you create an equitable workplace that benefits the individual that is now included and supported so that they can succeed and therefore benefits everyone? Because when that individual succeeds, as a reminder, their team succeeds and therefore the organization succeeds and therefore as his community succeed. So that's what I wanted to speak about today, just an introduction to time equity. You can go check out our website, timehackers.xyz and our other values. And you can also get in touch with us. You can always email team at timehackers.xyz and get in touch with us to find out how we can support you building time equity into your organization. All right, that's it from me. Bye. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too, as you connect with other time hackers, where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickiluise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.